Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Hi, Ashley. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you doing today? I am excellent. And you know why? I think I have a clue, but go ahead. Um, Reunited and it feels so good. I saw you for the first time in two freaking years. Can you imagine? I mean, oh my gosh. I mean, thank God for technology because at least it didn't feel like it had been that long. Exactly. But when you think about it, that is crazy. I mean, your daughter is a whole, a whole person now. So yes, <laughs> with a wider vocabulary and everything. Yes. <laughs> I was up here trying to impress her, you know, so it's just. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it, Ashley. I was like, you're really here. I know it is a little different when you get in the flesh. But again, I'm just thankful for technology because if it wasn't for that, with COVID and everything that happened last year, you know, I just don't know how we, how I would have stayed sane and connected with everybody, including you. And then obviously we wouldn't be able to do our podcast. So I was going to say, this was our first time seeing each other since we are podcasters. I know that's weird. That was <laughs> insane. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we had a meeting and everything We're we are putting it together. So we are. But no, it was great to see you, girl. I'm glad we got this FaceTime in. So yes, I am excellent. Me too. Me too. All right, Ashley. So this week has been interesting with hot topics. We're going to touch upon um, a quick headline. Chris Harris is officially out of Bachelor Nation. Dump, dump, dump. It's not reported, a shocker, obviously. But it's been reported that he had a payout and mm-hmm. he... And the franchise have parted parted ways. What were your initial reactions, Ashley? I mean, again, I'm not surprised. Even last week when we talked about this with the Bachelor Paradise hosting decisions, like I was not going to be sad if Chris Harrison never returned. But again, I'm not a Bachelor Nation person, right? So his absence is not the same for me. I saw some of the quotes from some of the Bachelor Nation folks and it's not going to be the same. And oh, somebody said, oh, I'm getting choked up just just writing this. She wrote something like social media. I get that because at the end of the day, he was a staple. It was like he was on the show for like 20 years, right? Yes, 19 seasons. So I mean, that is Mm -hmm. a long time and he was so integral. But I mean, I hate to say it, but hopefully he's looking at this as a positive and that, you know, maybe there are some new horizons for him to get to and discover. I mean, doing anything for 20 years, that's a long time. That's a long time. I hope he's diversified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he has. And I think this just goes to show probably that neither he or the network could agree on a path forward. And so this yes. is probably just the best option so that he wasn't continually waiting in the sideline on the sidelines. Well, a lot of heavy hitters in Bachelor Nation, not Rachel Lindsay, but like the current Bachelorette, she didn't want him um to return. And I thought that was interesting. So yeah. It was it wasn't just the black people folks. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, he pissed a lot of people off, uh, us included, obviously, when he said yes. what he said. But we talked about the whole thing of whether or not he should be able to come back and all of that. I mean, I again, I don't have strong feelings because I was not such a fan that him not being on the show makes or breaks anything for me. And to have celebs hosts will probably be fun for a little bit. So possibly, possibly. We'll see if they find another permanent host. Yes. And yeah, he's, I have a feeling that he didn't want to humble himself mm. um, and maybe make a couple of more apologies to come back and you know i mean he said what he said and he said it with his whole chest and i stand firm in that whole chest and entire <laughs> foot in his mouth yes. in the process. <laughs> he said what he said so Woo. all right so let's move into hot topics ashley lilibet diana mountbatten windsor was born a few days ago in california that is a mouthful Girl. <laughs> And her name's short by royal standards, by the way. Wow. Uh, there's so much to, to this name, okay? So Lilibet, and she will be known as Lily, uh, is a nickname for the queen, her majesty herself. Uh, I guess growing up, she couldn't pronounce her name Elizabeth. So she was, she always referred to herself as Lilibet and her family adopted that as her nickname. Only family calls her by this. And the last person to do this was her beloved husband, Philip, who recently passed away. Diana, as we all know, is the name of Harry's late mother, the Princess of Wells. And uh, yeah, this is um, exciting news because, you know, I'm Team Sussex. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, what's in a name? What are your thoughts about this? new beautiful addition to harry and megan's family well first of all congratulations on bringing a new yes. life into the world a healthy, healthy baby, baby girl yes. that is wonderful <laughs> I, yes we are um don't forget that people I, everybody always says they want a boy and i'm like who's going to take care of you when you're old because <laughs> it's the women it's the daughters okay Always. anyway um lily i like i mean i think that's cute that's what she'll go by lilibet i was like oh i didn't i didn't even know that was a, a name you know what i mean like it was a little An option yeah exactly. it was a little uh sideways for me because I, I i just knew it was going to be diana like i just knew really? that, that was, i just knew yes i just knew it i just figured because they're they're such a much more unconventional couple than the others and they're in the family and all that She's making they are making her proud for sure yeah i mean he has said most times I am my mother's son yes you are sir um but to your point I think we had this in conversation this week I am kind of disappointed that there was nothing of Megan's family in the name and nothing of her mother in the name I know they said well Lily like her mother used to call her flower as a nickname as a child yes beautiful but I mean obviously if we're bucking a lot of traditional royal norms this could be another one that I would have been excited to see uh, some more modern twist to it by adding in a name that is not a royal name. So mm-hmm. that would be the one thing that to me, I, you know, kind of felt sad about. But otherwise, I mean, again, help happy for you guys. Congratulations. You know, Mazel tov. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Do you think naming her after Harry's family, it's an olive branch to the royals? 
could see that, especially the queen herself, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's been a roller coaster, right? But Girl. they've always made sure, <laughs> even in that Oprah interview, to speak highly of the queen and to reiterate that they have a good standing in relationship with the queen. So I could exactly. see that for sure. I mean, um, their safety was at stake too. So that's yeah, but I don't, I don't think that this is going to make or break those ties either, I guess. Like I can see it as Olive Branch, but I don't think naming her this Mm. is going to endear them anymore to back to the family. So what do you think? So when I first heard the name, I was not excited because Lilibet. And when I saw that they were emphasizing Lily, I felt a little relieved because to me, that's cuter. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, and then of course Diana. I mean, Charlotte's uh, one of her middle names. Yeah. Diana. So I'm super excited about that. I actually didn't have any expectation outside of Diana, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you mentioned, and Whoopi was the first person to, you know, put this idea in my head. It would have been nice to see Doria somewhere up in there, you know what I mean? And the flower thing I, I heard about that as well it's a little bit of a stretch for me so yeah but I'm super excited for them and I cannot wait to see a picture if they'll ever grace us with a picture because yeah. I don't know if you noticed she always Archie pictures are always in black and white you never hmm. see his hair hmm. or I he, never thought know, about that this turn and I mean I kind of get it because at this point she's just like I'm gonna protect my kids because for sure the royal, uh, not the royals. The I'm sorry, the Brits, uh, the media, and their social media are ruthless. Okay. Well, especially if the family was already asking so many questions before this child was born about its skin color and all yes. these things, and I think you're going to be extra, extra protective. But even you see a lot of celebs do that. You see a lot of celebs when they post pictures yes. of their kids online. They post only the back of them yes. most yes. times, and I mean it makes sense because they're innocent and they didn't ask to be a part of this life, right? But I will be curious as well to see how these kids grow up and how this being the first royal born on American soil, girl, you know, how all of this kind of blows over in, throughout the years to come. Excellent point because baby girl, I believe, is eighth in line. Now yeah, that she's here. So they're saying that her and Archie will get their titles once the queen passes yes. and you know, old daddy becomes king. Yep. If Queen Elizabeth ever lets that happen. Girl, she is like over my dead body. She is holding on. (laughs) I honestly, honestly, I don't have much faith uh, with Charles being in charge. (laughs) Like the show, Charles in charge. That's an 80s reference for those younger folks listening to the podcast. That was a show. That was good. Okay. That was good. All right, so on to our second hot topic this week. Simone Biles, okay? She has won her seventh national women's all-around gymnastic title in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. Ashley, she said, I feel like I did try to enjoy it because it could be one of my last championships that I'll, I'll attend. But it's also the road to Tokyo. And after this, we have trials. So 
we just have to really embrace the moment. And this is all from C- CBS News. What are your thoughts on this black girl magic? Okay. And are you ready for the Olympics? Oh, I'm absolutely very excited for the Olympics. I am very much a gymnastics and track and field lover when it comes yes. to the Olympics and swimming as well. Um, yes. But I'm super excited. You know, the, the crazy thing about gymnastics for me, though, is I can rarely watch consistently like gymnastics outside of the Olympics because I get so nervous that they're mm-hmm. going to get injured mm-hmm. and so it's just one of those sports that like I am wowed by and obviously Simone Biles defies gravity and you know any normal athleticism with the things that she's been able to do exactly but Simone I just I, I kind of may feel a little bit relieved when she stops actually competing because I'm like yes you made it like you, you, did you it. made it through your entire career without any significant injuries but obviously her accomplishments are amazing um I love that she is not just such a great uh competitor but also I've heard she's gotten really good and comfortable and embraces being a coach and mentor to the younger gymnasts because you know there's some professional athletes that are just so focused on their careers that they're they don't lend that olive branch so I love Mm -hmm. that about her I didn't realize I was researching for the pod too that her family uh, her grand, her grandparents, who she calls her parents, own a, a mm-hmm. gym yep. in Texas. Like sure I didn't do. know that. So obviously, yep. representation, the ability Matters. for athletes of color to be able to come in there and train. I mean, that's amazing. So Simone, I see why you put that goat that you put that goat to uniform. Yeah, it's deserved. It's deserved. And to your point about her um, becoming a mentor, that video that went viral with her putting on the the hair tie on the mm-hmm. other black gymnast girl the way that warmed my cold heart <laughs> I was not like, so cold so touch because yeah I grew up watching Dominique Dawes okay? my mom was screaming at the tv in 1992 to talk about that's my girl you and better bring, you better bring Dominique Dawes name out your mouth I loved respect, Dominique Dawes okay yes. respect and I just remember being so I, I remember seeing my mom so hyped over Dominique Dawes not fully understanding that this is the first black girl to compete for the United States in the Olympics I was so inspired I remember being (laughs) climbing on the side of my bathroom tub pretending that that was a butt (laughs) oh that is so cute I had to be I had to been a good like five years old or something like that that is so cute if only social media existed that would be (laughs) out on these internet somewhere your mama would have captured that on video for sure that's so cute oh my gosh and so oh and speaking of uh (laughs) blockbuster I remember growing up being told that the balance beams are as wide as a VHS tape. So fun fact on that one. And check out our blockbuster recap. (laughs) Yes, the last blockbuster. But yeah, no, I mean, I think that she'll continue to do her thing. Yes. And so I'm super excited. I just love that she's, she just knows who she is and understands her power in the moment. Like she calls out the judges and everything and and I love it I'm here for it and we are rooting for you Simone yes I love that video of her doing the rope with her boyfriend because you know he's an NFL player Mm -hmm. it's like you ain't got nothing on me sir okay she's like nothing 
nothing so impressive yes that's a um a new facebook watch show that's coming uh, yeah june versus herself. Yes. yeah june 15th docuseries yep cannot wait so do you have anything else on these hot topics ashley that's it let's go simone team usa baby USA. <laughs> Hey. And see, I, I can't even say that it's all that, but go Simone. You know what I mean? Go Simone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If there's nothing else, it's all you, Ashley. All right, guys. This week, we are doing another throwback, taking it back to 1997 with Love Jones. This film dropped in theaters on March 14th. And Delora, while this film was not considered a commercial success when it debuted, actually would have been considered a flop, unfortunately. It has certainly become a cult classic and it is available to stream on it still Netflix. made $2 million over budget. Yeah, but it was considered commercially a flop mm -hmm, in terms mm -hmm. of the returns. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. not that I'm saying it should have been because I love Love Jones. Anyway, on Netflix, it is currently listed as number nine in terms of the most liked in the U.S. category. And the runtime is just shy of two hours. I think it's around like one hour, 45 minutes. So a quick summary, a poet and a photographer take a chance on romance but find their ambitions and baggage could keep them from taking their relationship further the writer and director of this film is theodore witcher and believe it or not delora this is his first and to date only feature film wow it's a yeah. lot of work so well he credits it the reasoning behind it being again the uh, commercial failure of the film and in terms of what he was able to kind of do or had the power to do in hollywood mm -hmm. thereafter and and we also <laughs> it's so funny that people forget Honestly, if you did bad back in the day, there was no coming back, especially for quote unquote black films. Exactly. And a black man who at the time, I think it was Spike Lee or something that said that he was going to be like the next Steven Soderbergh or something. So he was oh, wow. hyped up. And after this, I think he just felt that he didn't, the Hollywood machine was not for him. He had a strong mm -hmm. vision about what he wanted to do and hasn't been able to yet. But again, he's, he's not, you know, he's still around. So we'll see if he decides to step, step back in the game. Uh, this had another amazing soundtrack, Delora, and it was actually curated by Theodore Witcher and was so successful that the studio re-released the film five months after its debut which is, oh, really? which is, um, yes, amazing because the demand when people were gravitating towards the soundtrack, it caused such a demand for the movie. So interesting, fun fact, guys. Uh, cast, let's get into this cast. So we have Lorenz Tate as Darius Love Hall, who, by the way, it is really because they were able to get him that this film even got greenlit because he was coming off of the success of Menace to Society. Mm -hmm. So they felt he was going to be a big draw for Black folks. Mm -hmm to come to the box office. Nia Long stars as Nina Mosley and originally the writer and director wanted Miss Jada Pinkett Smith and she passed. Really? Yes. Nina though, so gorgeous. I mean, this. It's, this is a classic Nia Long part. So I just can't yes. imagine anybody else being in this role. And I'm, okay, love Jada, but it's something about Nia that's a little bit more feminine and lighter you know what I mean mm -hmm. um that Jada 
Jada obviously gorgeous, but there's a level of like alpha, like in her. And she was a little rougher around the edges yes. back there too. I mean, this is yes. like she just was rapping, probably a different world. You know what she I mean? She, she still didn't had do that woe or woo yet. I can't remember. No, yeah, woo. She still <laughs> had that. She still had that Baltimore edge for sure when this movie would have been coming out. So I get it. We had Lisa Nicole Carson as me as Nina's friend Josie. We had Isaiah Washington as Savon. We had Bill Bellamy, and it may have been his very first role, actually, as Hollywood or Wood, as he he's called. He looked like a baby. Yeah, he said this was his chance to kind of show that he could act, not just do comedy, but act. Bernadette L. Clark as Sheila, Khalil Kane as Marvin, and Leonard Roberts as Eddie. By the way, all of these fun facts that I'm listing off, I want to give credit where credit is due. I am getting this from an LA Times article by Travail Anderson. So shout out Travail. So reviews, Delora. Rotten Tomatoes, 73% critic score, 97% audience score, and 90% Google users. Now, Delora, one of the reasons why we chose to do a recap of this film is because you had never seen it. So why are you my business out here in the streets? You, it's okay? already been on the podcast uh, street. So this ain't nothing new unless you're just tuning into it. I'm teasing. Give us your grade and overall thoughts on Love Jones. Well, Ashley, thank you for this time. Um, part of the reason why we decided to do this film um, I told you, and I quote, I wanted to get my black card reinstated. <laughs> uh, honestly, after watching it, because, okay, I also want to give this caveat. My mom did not see this movie, okay? And I think the reason why she probably didn't watch it, and obviously, in return, we didn't watch it. It was really sexy, frankly, you know what I mean? It was <laughs> one of the sexier movies back in the day, you know what I mean? It was definitely sexy. Um, So that's the reason why I hadn't seen it okay so <laughs> and I'm also gonna say this before I give my grade I figured since I didn't see it as a young person maybe as an adult I might have a better appreciation for it or whatnot this movie gets gets like a b minus c plus for me Ooh, okay give us give us some deets <sighs> okay well I absolutely loved everyone. Everyone was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I love that it was just beautiful, young, professional Black people living their lives, free from the white gaze. And what I mean by that is any police officer or somebody trying to, you know, hurt them in any kind of way. And a la Lovecraft or any other movie that's come out recently. (laughs) No Black pain, please. Um, I love that it, it was about their love story and again it was just because Nia and um, Lorenz, Tate. Lorenz were so young you felt the youth the youthful vibrance in their performances and yeah. their, their connection it was the whole movie was a vibe I love the soundtrack like mm-hmm. as you mentioned um, it was giving me some Sylvie Loves vibes yes you know what I mean and the photograph that's what I was just about to say I was like did that young lady watch this movie Love Jones to inspire her uh, to play Issa Rae's mama you know absolutely there's there's the vibes even some of the feel some of the jazzier yes 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 
but I did not enjoy Lorenz Tate's character that much uh, for okay. various reasons. Let me also give you some context. I also don't like love and basketball for some of the same reasons. The, the male lead and his messiness and pride. So mm. that's why I gave it the grade I gave. B okay. minus C plus. All right. Thank you for that. Um, I literally just wrote my grade down maybe 10 minutes before we started recording because <laughs> I also was struggling with my grade for this. And I'm going to get to that. It's really about the ending for me that was really impacting my grade. But I still gave it a minus because, mm -hmm. again, for me, this is a black rom-com classic. Mm -hmm. And the respect I have for the cast, the respect I have for the fact that this film has held up, chemistry, 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 those kisses between Lorenz Tate and Nia Long are some of the realest I've ever seen. Uh, I just, I became so invested in their love story and Black, this was Black, Black 90s beauty at its finest. Absolutely. I mean, it reminded me of the simplicity of just natural hair, natural, more natural looks to makeup, more natural mm -hmm bodies like mm -hmm. i just i forgot girl natural forgot. bodies what was that like i, I don't forgot know. you know <laughs> real faces yes <laughs> and then um you know sorry k michelle uh i enjoy <laughs> i mean was that not shocking i was shocked. honestly anybody famous now really but i just, i mean she i really did not recognize i really could not recognize her i i did not either I did not. When they said this was Kate Michelle dancing with her new body, I'm like, and new face? I mean, you look like somebody's <laughs> sister. I had no idea that that was supposed to be hers. At all. Anyway, I digress. Did she get her veneers out or something? Like, I, I, don't I mean, know. her whole face was slimmed. I don't. <laughs> yeah. God bless. God bless. Whatever makes you happy, sis. Uh, I also enjoyed kind of that spoken word scene that they orbited mm -hmm. around and just mm -hmm. added such like texture to the film for me in terms of like, you know, they had these really artistic intellectual conversations and I'm yes, like, yes, black people. The yes, epitome black people. of like that uh, neo-soul yes. movement back in the day. And I, just I was like, where's it. Common? Where's Common? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Common should have made a cameo. You know, fun fact, they wanted Lauren Hill to be in the film, but she wasn't mm -hmm. able to because the Fugees were on tour so that's why she ended up doing and just sending him the sweetest the thing for the soundtrack yeah because yeah. she couldn't be in Chicago for the actual tape for the actual wow. filming so tell me that article LA Times guys a lot of insight um <laughs> <laughs> so Laura now that we've given our grades and our general information let's go ahead and get into the film spoiler alert friends Let's get into the good good. So the film is set in Chi-Town, Chicago. Some nice little backdrop there. Gave me kind of some spikely vibes to start when they were doing like the black and white. The same as we said with um 40-year-old version, you know, yes, that yes. aesthetic to start it. Um, but we, we meet Mina first. She just has gotten out of a serious relationship slash engagement. And she said with, Dar with Marvin, <laughs> with Marvin. Girlfriend's reference. Oh, yes. I, you know, it's funny you say that. And I forgot what his name was on Girlfriends, even though we both just binge watched those seasons. Yes, his name for the film is Marvin. But on Girlfriends, he was Darnell. He was Maya's husband. Mm -hmm. uh, he she's swearing off falling in love. She said it's played out like an A-track, Delora. When we meet Darius. These references. I mean, the fact <laughs> that she paid with a check. I'm like, honey, 
So yeah. the kids don't have any idea. <laughs> I'm going to say my checkbook is somewhere. I still have one, but it's somewhere. Um, when we meet Darius and his friend group at the sanctuary, which to my point is that spoken word, mm-hmm. you know, haven that they are always going to. They had a convo about romance that I want to talk about, Laura. Darius mentions romance is about the possibility of the mm-hmm. thing. The time between you, when you first meet some fine ass woman and when you first make love to her, when you first ask a woman to marry you, and when she says I do when people who've been together for a long time say romance is gone what they're really saying is they've exhausted the possibilities was this an accurate definition for you of romance I was impressed by it I I was you could tell he was feeling himself saying it as well so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he definitely struck me as one of those friends that I roll my eyes at on occasion like bro please like <laughs> exactly exactly yeah no I I feel like it's it was thoughtful i mean honestly the whole thing that keeps us going as human beings as well as in relationships are possibilities the hope of something else something more whether it's children or the next stages in the quote-unquote american dream like buying a house or whatever yeah going on trips (laughs) i thought it was well said I loved it. This is why I tell people anything you ever want to know can be found in a movie because this was this was a great quote. This was a great line. I absolutely loved it. And whoever wrote it, which obviously is Theodore, good mm-hmm. job because yeah. now this is ingrained in my in my mind. <laughs> anyway, Nina is also at the sanctuary with her girlfriend. We have our meet cute with Darius at the bar. He's this writer poet and dedicates a poem to her girl when he gets up on stage called "A Blues for Nina." This scene is the most memorable scene for me that I remembered from my early days of watching it he's that line i am the blues in your left thigh mm-hmm. trying to become the funk in your right is that all right the lord it gets me every time <laughs> nina wasn't as impressed as i feel like i would have been though she mentions afterwards like there were other topics to talk about besides sex like love would this poem have done it for you though would he have gotten them digits honestly this is where i love nina nina I keep wanting to call her Nia. (laughs) It's so close. So close. Because you, I agree. You coming out the gate, you just met me. I just told you my name and you're already talking about wanting to have sex with me in front of everybody. (laughs) I mean, I actually appreciate it. Like, yes, girl. That's also, that's also how, you know, she, she's used to things like this because she's so fine, right? Like, (laughs) I'm not impressed by this poem, but I'm not gonna lie, the delivery was everything, the music yes. behind was everything. I'm not gonna lie, the the use of funk when referring to in between a woman's legs was <laughs> something that you know I could do without. It's, 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 it's the music, not the literal, but I get your point. No, it was it was a great scene, Ashley. I I will give I will, you know, give it that. Yeah, I love. I absolutely loved it. I loved the entire poem. You know, obviously, I'm not going to take the time to read it, but mm-hmm. it was definitely one of my favorite scenes in the entire film. And just you immediately get this sense of what their dynamic is um, in terms of, you know, he seemed like he was kind of wowed by her from the minute he laid eyes on her and she's kind of falling back. Like, listen, I said I'm swearing off love and I mean it, but is she yeah. going to stick to that? <laughs> no, because this is a love story. <laughs> um, so we, we see that Nina is a photographer. 
what are your thoughts on this scene though where she's she's an assistant at the moment and her boss who is a white man by the way she brings him lunch he tosses it across the desk when she didn't bring him what he wanted and says she didn't have the temperament to be an assistant <laughs> well I'm not gonna lie she kind of just showed up and was like well this ain't curry and they also didn't have your stuff so I'm like <laughs> Did you try? Did you try? The goal is when you see a problem, you resolve it on your own so it can look like you put some initiative in it. She didn't seem very invested though, Ashley. I'm not, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that. You play the devil's advocate a little bit because you know I you want to say if you was her, you would have been like, excuse me, hold up. I'm well, not no, saying you should I cut your I don't think, okay, so this is, okay, this is going in with the assumption, working with creatives, especially um, well-paid, famous creatives, you get that diva attitude. That's expected. And I'm not saying it's okay, but you got to know your audience. So showing up, you know, ill-prepared, <laughs> it's not going to end well. That's where I stand. Not yeah. to say that that man was justified, but I'm like, his behavior, it, it, you can pick up his vibe from across the room in that way can totally understand the idea of having integrity in everything you do no matter what the job is and obviously she doesn't want to be an assistant she wants to be a photographer on her own but I just obviously think she can do better than him too because the way she was looking at him work was like really (laughs) okay I I still didn't appreciate this scene I still felt like if I hand you something you toss it across the desk yeah, that's the problem. Like, I understand, you know, it's, it's more so like two wrongs don't make a right. If she, yeah. if you felt like her temperament wasn't great, well, yours in this moment is stank as well. So I didn't think anything was wrong with her temperament. I just thought that she just didn't do the, do the job, you know, the internet thing going around. Oh, she knew the assignment. I don't know if she knew the assignment. <laughs> well, she, I think she did. She just may not have cared as much as she should have <laughs> if she wanted to keep that assignment, right? Because again, she doesn't want to be an assistant. This is yeah. a, a pit stop on, on her road to success for sure. But again, to me, it was just, I didn't appreciate it. I was looking at it too from like a black woman trying to make it standpoint and like, I don't know that the whole temperament is not okay yeah the whole temperament thing rubs me the wrong way because I don't know if you necessarily would have said that to a white woman you know what I mean so yeah it still just rubbed me the wrong way in that in that moment so you know again to your point I don't think she wanted to be an assistant but she said listen they didn't have it give me a break it's just lunch and then y'all I mean it just wasn't a good moment it wasn't a good look so I digress Darius was very persistent in his pursuit of Miss Nina. They see each other again at a record store, but she declines his offer to go out for drinks. She said, listen, it's bad timing, nothing personal. But does he take no for an answer, Delora? No. He decides to get her address from that check that you mentioned she wrote earlier from Mm -hmm. her purchase of a CD because his friend Sheila works there. Mm -hmm. First of all, Sheila, you may get fired. Uh, And he shows up at her door. I said, stalker much? She actually let him in the house, too, since she was house-sitting. Delora, stranger danger. Ain't no way in the hell I'm going to let a strange man in my house that I just met the other night. Period. And this is what I did not like, but I'll I'll explain later. But um, especially when it comes to his character. (sighs) Ashley, first of all, I love Sheila. She's so beautiful and funny and, and, you know, jovial. But it's like, sis did you think this was really a good idea (laughs) you should be fired 
That is insane. Invasion of privacy. You are giving away. What if he went and murdered Nina? He showed up with the Isley brother CD, but the fact that he showed up and wanted to come in, it was already bad enough that you showed up to my house with an address I did not provide you. But then you want to come in? He was wild. And like I said, stalker much. This You went above and beyond. And side note, though, a record store, I realized, just like we talked about the last Blockbuster, we should have worked at Blockbuster. A mm-hmm. record store is another missed job opportunity for me. Where was I in my they, teenage years? You know, I remember buying my first CD from a record store. <laughs> I got Maroon 5's Songs About Jade. You Tell know, the, my favorite album of of all time but i say that to say i should have worked at the one in oregon district i should have there was it was the one in my neighborhood and you would think i probably should have worked there mm-hmm. <laughs> what were we doing as teenagers Girl, <laughs> anyway i don't know not focused anyway uh his persistence though actually works out she lets him in and agrees to go out with his stalking ass for a friend's get together mm-hmm. you know what i put in my notes this just reminds me of the fact that men will do the fucking most to get you in those draws but not necessarily always keeping that same energy to actually connect and keep you period amazing this is this is this is my biggest gripe and i'll be sure to explain more later okay (laughs) this conversation they have at the friends gathering of is god a woman that convo was so interesting to me because i said i've talked to my friends about a lot but I have never had that conversation. Have you ever had that conversation of whether God is a man or a woman? Never. You have any thoughts about it? I thought their conversation was just hilarious. (laughs) Like I didn't fall one way or the other. I was just like, this is y'all points are hilarious. I'm, I'm under the Christian tradition uh, as of right now, but um, that it's a male. Yes. But you know, as you get older, you get, you become more comfortable knowing that you don't know everything, right? Right, right. <laughs> and does it matter probably is the bigger thing for me. Like, yeah. do I need God to have a gender? Because at the end of the day, God may manifest in whatever makes you, whatever form makes you comfortable. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and, and to that point, Ashley, God is God, which means he could be something that's above anything that we can comprehend. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, the whole he made man in his image. I get it. I get that people need a visual for that. But again, mm-hmm. I, I just I for me, maybe that's why I've never had the conversation, because to me, I don't feel like it matters whatsoever. But it was still a hilarious moment, especially yes. when Saban was like, listen, God has to be a woman, because think about it. When a man gets an erection, blood drink goes from what comes from where his head and his feet. So it renders him dumb. And he can't run. Only a woman would come up with that shit. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Only a woman would come up with that shit. I thought that was just a funny, funny, funny scene. So good job. Um, That chemistry between Darius and Nina was such though that um, that cookie was on the menu after that very first date. (laughs) I mean, this is what I'm talking about. The passion. Very charming. I will give him that. He said, I want to come up and just talk. Even he had to laugh because it's like we are grown. We out here fully making out with some passionate 
kisses. We know what's about to go down when I come upstairs. So, you know, one thing that I noticed, though, just a side note about rom-com land is that they always make it seem as if when it's the one that that connection is just like immediately fire. But is that realistic? Is that realistic in real life? I feel like in reality, a lot of love stories are a slow burn. Like you may encounter that person multiple times Mm -hmm. and you get to know them and you actually build a relationship with them and then love comes later, you know? Because honestly, to that excellent point, Ashley, in movies, (laughs) it's mainly lust in most Mm -hmm. (laughs) movies. yeah true love right yeah love is patient love is kind love is kind he had zero patience ashley no he wanted the good good he wanted that cookie and to be fair she knew what she was doing too like she said the next morning i didn't do anything i didn't want to do right yeah but i just had to point that out because i think that's one thing that when i watch rom-coms now i'm like this is ridiculous and it's ridiculous to me because the experiences for most people are so different like even from the fault in our stars that we both loved one of my favorite lines is that i fell in love slowly and then all at once that is so much more realistic to me (laughs) i need to reread that yes so much more realistic to me than a lot of this nonsense but again it is what it is it's 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 the it's the category of film we're choosing to watch but and 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 when it comes to time you can have an infinity of time right like like it'll be our infinity but Uh. obviously it's if not. y'all have not seen that movie, me and Delora watched, read the book and watched the, the movie. Book. It was heartbreaking. We were balling. Oh in my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it was beautiful because to your point, so yes, you have, you, even if, even if your love story doesn't last forever, does that make it any less valid or real? Exactly. It does yes. not. So Josie was hilarious that next day, that cab scene, that iconic cab scene where her and Nina are talking and she said his dick just spoke to me and Josie's like what did it say (laughs) (laughs) Nina Nina like yo she was hanging on every word Josie was hilarious (laughs) I need to call out Netflix because I being almost a geriatric millennial okay <laughs> use subtitles a lot of the time it's because when I'm watching these grown shows with the toddler she's in bed and I'm trying to watch it as low as possible so yeah. read it and my love for British uh dramas because they always whisper everything and I can't hear anything in that accent um <laughs> But whoever typed those subtitles, okay, did the following. When Josie called Nina a hoe, it was replaced with how. Oh, gosh. And then when they were later on when in one of the scenes with the friends group, they were calling each other niggas like Black people do when they're in. In, in those spaces. Communion. <laughs> Hello. And they're typing out the ER S's at the end. I'm like, y'all need to get some black transcribers. That needs to say N-word. Immediately. N-word. N-word. <laughs> you hear that Netflix? Check on your captioners. Do better. Do better. Thanks. Thank you for that uh, PSA, Delora. <laughs> <laughs> 
in this scene with Josie, though, Nina is adamant to say that the Lord, this is no love thing. They are just in quotes kicking it kicking it and Darius basically says the same thing over a game of pool with Savon he's you know I literally laughed out loud when they talked about him getting up and cooking the next day you cook <laughs> oh that's better than MJ with his comeback oh it's the best thing since MJ's comeback you know what I mean like it was just he, that he brought out he was like this girl did put put a spell on me yes okay. put that thing on me <laughs> But again, he said they just kicking it. But, you know, Savon's like, listen, when that Jones come down huh, for this for the name of the film, obviously love Jones. It can be a motherfucker. Yep. So my question and my thought after this scene was the funny idea that either of them thought is within their control, whether or not they were going to fall in love. Is love truly a choice that people make? Ooh, yes. You think so? absolutely give me give me give me your reasoning well (laughs) to to Darius point earlier when it comes to long-term relationships and the conversation of possibilities you you have to choose to love a person to imagine those possibilities over time just to use the movie's language to this question okay I think I agree with you but I think I agree with you in the sense that you have a choice before you start falling I'm not sure you have much of a choice once those feelings really blossom Mm. but I think when you're in the process of getting to know somebody you can decide whether you want to lean in or lean out like how seriously you want to take that in terms of opening yourself up to great point love and to Mm. you know them really knowing you because you can have those barriers up and really just kick it with somebody and that is what it is because you out here they not the only person you spend your time with and you know (laughs) x y and z that's an amazing point ashley because I'm a huge proponent of loving with both your head and your heart, mm-hmm. you know, and not just, you know, your pussy in your heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I bring that up because, you know, when real life comes into the picture, mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, aligning schedules and mm-hmm. which means time or when it comes to the non-sexy stuff the non-sexy stuff like does he have a job <laughs> you know what I mean is he faithful because you can fall in love with somebody who is just not available you know what I mean yeah or doesn't and want to be chooses exactly. not to be and yes so with that you have to like you mentioned determine whether or not you love this person to love them through it or not or mm. just watch the next one i'm just hearing can you stand the rain new edition in my head <laughs> on a perfect day i know that i can count on you but can you stand the rain you know because if you choose to go down that path and really be in a relationship put your heart out there with somebody I mean, life happens people go through a lot so you know again i, I think i think that's what you say a lot. Yeah. I think it's I think it's just a question again that really came from this idea that both of them thought that they could manage their emotions, you know. It it just came to me. So well, glad to get your where, thoughts on that. This is also where I started. So in the Bible, okay, in Proverbs, it talks about how charm is fleeting, right? So mm. is beauty. And this is where I started giving Darius the side eye, okay? Because he was so 
hard press to getting them draws. And as soon as he got them, oh, that's not my girl. Why? Why not? You wrote a poem after meeting her for less than five minutes. But now she put she put a spell on you. <laughs> she put that thing on you. And she's not your girl? So I think you saying that is very valid because I don't think I had ever considered the fact that we knew immediately why Nina wasn't trying to make the relationship serious initially, but we didn't have that perspective from Darius. You know, Nina said mm-hmm. off top, I don't, I'm, I don't want anything as bad timing. Cause mm-hmm. I'm swearing. I, like we know she's swearing off love. She's got something very serious, but for Darius's part, is it just his ego? Is it just, you know, a man thing? He's lying to Savon in this moment. Cause I think, and to be honest, he was even lying to himself. I yeah. Yes. After this initial encounter, they both knew that that, that Jones something was special was coming for their ass. Absolutely. Okay, so um, story of women's lives that as soon as you're moving on, your ex pops their ass back up. <laughs> it's like it's like a cosmic rule, right? Like it has to be <laughs> has to be in somebody universe. Drake said it best. We said something about uh, like a running back that motherfucker came back around. They do it every time every time so nina's ex marvin aka darnell invites her to new york to stay with him because that's where he lives at the moment she decides to go delore because she feels like she needs to know if she still loves this man and decides though that she needs to tell darius and be honest with him so let me say this mm-hmm. i appreciated that instinct and intention and honesty but this moment felt like a test which i did not enjoy because at this point, if I were Darius, honest, honestly, and she said this to me, why then would I put my feelings totally out there? Like we've been quote unquote mm. kicking it for only a couple of weeks. Did mm. you expect me to suddenly be like, oh my God, don't go. I cannot live without you, ma'am. I'm trying to figure out where we're at and what we're doing. And you're about to up and go to New York to figure out your situation with your ex. And honestly, if she... If if he had done that, I would I would say, sis, where are your red flags? Because is that not a double standard? Absolutely. If that was him and he was like, listen, I got to go to New York. I'll be gone maybe a couple weeks, maybe longer because I got to go figure out a situation. Deuces. Like as women, we'd be like, oh, deuces. But you called this man to try to get him to come down to the train station while you possibly about to go take some other dick. Like it just it was a scene that. Again, I appreciate the instinct of honesty because I do agree that he deserved the truth. But at the same time, what were your, I didn't feel like it was realistic expectations to think that he was going to sit around and wait for you. And I also didn't blame her for wanting to see her ex-fiance because- I didn't either. At the same time, she invested some good years on him. Okay. That was her fiance. And to our knowledge, she's not the one who broke it off. So it seems like- there were still some unresolved feelings and mm-hmm. things there. That's not my point. My point is, what no, did just you expect Darius to have done, ma'am? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Although, although, if she was really watching his face, it was all over his face. Like, yeah, I mean, he was trying to play it cool, but she don't know him. Like, we but know I'm him. like, they were in bath towels. And we just <laughs> finished. We just finished. Finish. I'm shirtless. This is a good time to tell me. Okay. I'm shirtless. You under are you under a blanket? Okay. Anyway, uh Darius decides to fill his time with a random named Lisa. I feel bad for Lisa because he played Lisa too many times in this movie as just being nothing. 
Girl. Nina Girl. realizes, though, that the past is best left in the past and leaves Marvin, while he was still asleep, girl, left that engagement ring on that man's finger. <laughs> well, you know, honestly, probably being with Darius is probably probably the best thing for her. Yes. To, to you know, open up her eyes to realize, you know what? There is... There are more fish in yes. the sea, okay? Yes. <laughs> and who knows if she was only to her point when she's like, Marvin, all we have is all these years. She was just holding on to the idea of something of what was yes. and yes. had never really let it sink in that that's no longer what this was. Sometimes it takes the next one to make you realize, oh, I do, I am still vibrant. I do still yes. want or need other things. I still want to be challenged. Butterflies. Yeah. Cause even from their dynamic, when he, she like came home, he was complaining about some fucking cereal. I'm like, how old are you? Girl. <laughs> I was a fan. I, I am a grown ass person that enjoys Captain Crunch with berries, but. But would you have come at Dave's neck like that as soon as Never. he walked through the door? Exactly. Never. That's what I'm saying. Take your grown ass <laughs> to the grocery store. It's not that deep. Oh my goodness. Where's you had you had to eat that. You couldn't eat the other cereal. Like, are you kidding me with this bullshit? Like anyway, after spotting Darius. That showed that he got comfortable real quick. He went right back into the roles they were in. There was no romancing, was there? Nope. Not at all. At least not that we saw. No, at least not that we saw. Like he he definitely was like, oh, you came, so I got you. Again, pitiful. Where's that energy that y'all be having when things first start out? I need y'all to keep that energy. Um, After spotting Darius with random Lisa, I'm so sorry, Lisa. It's no disrespect. (laughs) When she returns from New York, Nina moves on. And with Wood, girl, of all people who asked her out, honey. So goofy. Was it foul of Lisa and Wood to entertain each other, given her history with Darius? Yes, but at the same time, so one of the things that it took me watching a second time to pick up was that Wood has was always kind of funky towards uh, Darius. Same, same. He was always making little one-off hater comments. Or looks or faces or whenever he did something well, like like the poem, Mm -hmm. give him a hand clap or something. He was a hater driving that damn hearst. And you know <laughs> what? Uh, he also says something about romance too. He's like, I believe in romance and flowers, but not every day. Yeah, and I'm he like, tell he wasn't yeah. shit <laughs> from the beginning. You could tell, yeah. And he mishandled her very. <sighs> oh yeah, showed his whole ass. He took it too far because he took Nina to a party around that same friend group. Remember, she had dated Darius, so she had been around the clique. Yeah. She had been around the crew. So now it's like, oh, you trying to bring me around to make a point? Because yep. Darius had they little pissing contest and conversation. It was absolutely you know, a dick swinging contest for absolutely. sure. And then when she told him she wanted to leave, she was uncomfortable. He refused to take her home. Gross. So Darius Gross. had to step in. I just put in my notes. I knew Wood wasn't shit. Like clearly he Same. never deserved any type of a chance. Nina and Darius. And, and you knew his intentions were genuine. I think hers were compared to his. Because I agree. As soon as he saw Darius after he, Darius got word, of what was going on what did they do 
use her as some type of metaphor like a job like used her <laughs> job like oh you that's what i said that job. was that was a it little was dick like, swinging contest conversation yep, yep. oh i usually quit my jobs you get fired like bro miss me is with this, this like, little is this, is this something to be proud of i don't understand okay they were both being <laughs> ridiculous but you know i definitely understood why darius felt some type of way um about this situation but they ended up hashing things out because he followed her i love that scene where he was like you don't want to be walking around this neighborhood stomping around like you somebody stole your fucking bike <laughs> 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 yeah <laughs> so they ended up well talking. honestly and he did what a guy should do exactly like be a gentleman at least and make sure she gets home safely so they ended up reconnecting she invited him to do some chicago stepping and after some cute little montages delora because what would a rom-com be without some montages honey love the music again exchange of keys unfortunately they could not make that relationship work and it really came down to a lack of trust as well as a breakdown in communication because lisa was still popping her ass up 5 a.m. name on and number up on a board in the house like I don't trust you what's going on I don't you know it just it was hurt him Ashley who hurt Darius I mean I think in that moment neither of them were mature enough to have the conversation without there being anger and then immediately a shutdown of trying to resolve it right it was just like man I don't even need this come get your shit out my house and you know I'm over even the way he handled her coming like he wouldn't even acknowledge her besides to say make sure you shut my door all the way like you're having a significant breakup with somebody that you love I would think you would give it the respect that it deserves but I think they're only supposed to be in their 20s so I guess we can give them a little break but it's like do we burn every bridge though in our 20s I you know some of us do um (laughs) I cannot say I've always been a great communicator when it comes to my feelings but I've improved I've improved. So uh, Nina ends up getting offered a job with Vibe Magazine Girl, which I just knew I was going to end up working for when I was grown as well. Um, It takes her to New York and her girl Josie calls Darius to let him know because again, they're now broken up, but it's just like, hey, I want to let you know she's leaving. So he runs after her this time though, but misses her train. I put in my notes, he couldn't catch the next one. What's with the drama of like, if I don't get you on this one train, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, and he was dragging his feet. I mean, he barely made up his mind to go exactly. chase after her. It's yeah. the drama. They wanted the drama. He mm-hmm. make no phone calls. He he said because we get we end up a year later cutting to a final reconnection because they're both thriving uh, in terms of their career. Darius has finished that novel he had been working on the yep. entirety of the film. Nina is living her best life in New York, but she sent back for a photo shoot in Chicago, and so she makes a stop at the sanctuary so we find out again like Savon asked Darius like why didn't you go after her did you call her whatever he was like I wrote some letters I just you know I never sent them so this is really hopefully the opportunity for them to reconnect she doesn't think she sees him in the audience but she still gets up and reads a poem on love which I'm sorry to say it did not move me at all I thought her poem was whack it was not good no I thought it was (laughs) whack I was like we can't end this with something like you know break my heart you know type of poem yeah well I under I have to admit I did understand where they were trying to go with it in terms of like creating this beautiful picture of outside and you know I am remembering love which it was wild only the last line was good 
yeah <laughs> frankly <laughs> frankly and then it's also a tie-in to the first thing she said to him where where she was like hey there's more things to talk about other than yeah that. yeah it uh, was definitely a throwback to that and also supposed to show that even though a year had passed you know, the love wasn't gone for her. And while she didn't think Darius was there, he was, and it did the trick because he, you know, she's about to leave and he calls for her and they have a conversation, wants to give it another shot, tells her he loves her. We don't know necessarily how they're going to make this work because again, at this point, they're living in different cities, but it seems at the end that we're going to try to do this thing yet again. Delora, my last fun fact, this end scene was originally fully in the rain, but Black women were not buying this shit in test screenings. Our hair, after all, we would not be standing in the rain. So Not at all. And the director was so upset at the time. Yeah, but the director was so upset. He was like, I got comment after comment after comment from Black women. So the studio said, we have to redo this. And the reason why it was raining is because they said it rained so much during the filming that they had to write it into the script. So the rain was not originally the plan. But again, that's why we have the end of Love, Love Jones that we have. My final thoughts on this, and then I want to get yours. The reason why this gets an A minus for me is because now that I'm grown and have been in relationships and things like that, <laughs> in my mind, this ambiguous ending, just because it's been a year, I don't know how what they're going to do to prevent what happened last time from happening this time. Like, where's the growth enough for me to feel like we can make this thing work I guess and especially now that we're living in different cities like I don't know I know I'm thinking way too deep for a rom-com for sure but it just struck me as like I want to root for y'all but I just don't know how y'all are really going to make this work so I think that's where my a minus comes from and I agree 1000 percent because a year a year is significant, but it, it, it can go by so quickly. Yeah. I can tell you, unless you are going to therapy, I don't know, or reading some really good books, I don't know how much growth <laughs> there is. Exactly. I was just like, you know, I really want to root for y'all, but at the end of the day, I haven't seen anything that proves to me that, you know, you guys have reached a different level in terms of your ability to communicate and for those trust issues to somehow be resolved, especially living in two different states um you know it's just it's just a lot but again thinking too deep love jones as a whole i still love i think i was cheesing like watching it my first time was like re-watching it again for the the first time because i had forgotten mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. so i really enjoyed this revisit to this era of 90s black beauty and excellence i love again this kind of ability at the time to show black people and show black love in a different way without again the pain the violence the somebody shot and dead by the end of the film girl that you were getting from black films of the 90s so I still love it and I'm glad we did this throwback give me your final (laughs) thoughts on love jones my final final thoughts I enjoyed it um as I mentioned it gave me some Sylvie Loves vibe it also gave me normal people vibes when it comes to relationships and and being off in terms of timing and obviously if I had saw this first I would have been saying normal people reminded me of Love Jones but you know um I I enjoy it uh I have to say with Lorenz tape he is the goat when it comes to 90s black films he just doesn't do it for me (laughs) he 
looks like a child. He Aww. looks like a child. Let me say, so, Lorenz Tate does it for me, and he has aged very, very well. On Girls Trip, I was like, very well. Lorenz, no. you still got the juice, baby. Ah. You still got the juice. That scene where he was sitting with the backwards cap, the glasses, and the Bulls jersey. Mm-hmm. Yep, that did it for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Not with that bird chest, but I digress. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm teasing. I'm teasing. He's a small man. I'm a tall he, woman. He is a small man, <laughs> but but he's my he's probably my size. I could deal with it. He's probably a my size. <laughs> uh, he wasn't my favorite '90s guy, so maybe that was another reason why I didn't necessarily run. I, one of my favorite films he was in. Um, he played the the old musician is it can't buy me love um what was the name with Halle Berry and Vivica Fox playing yes 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 Yes. that's my favorite role and maybe that was my first real impression with him and he was no good in that film so oh no (laughs) so maybe I'll blame that as well but overall I I I just love the the free the freeness of the film. Like it's just it what it it was just about love. It was about young people and their vibrancy, mm-hmm. and um, you know, loving themselves, loving their blackness. Yes. Loving, um, you know, good night, good night, black people. I love that scene. Good night, black people. <laughs> exactly. So I greatly appreciate it. I just felt like Darius was a bit problematic. Like he he had the schoolboy charm going for him, and he was just he was just too heavy handed for my for for me to be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was definitely maturing as a man. He even had that discussion yes. with Savon later. He was like, you know, I think you only get a couple of true loves. And I think I may have messed up twice. You know, the first time with Felicia trying to be a player this time as well. So I think you're seeing he's living out this journey to manhood in front of mm-hmm. us on, on screen. And I thought Nina was pitch perfect for this film. And um, yeah, it was a good time. All right. Well, guys, that is our recap of Love Jones. Always feel free to hit us with the comments, hit us with a like, hit us with a subscribe. And Delora, that's all I got. Thank you, Ashley. Now it's time for our hidden gems. Ashley, would you go first, please? Absolutely. I have one hidden gem that I burned through very quickly. Uh, This is a show I just got hit to on HBO and I'm watching season four. Uh, It is an Emmy and Golden Globe winning series called In Treatment. And this season picks up 10 years after the season three finale of this show because it originally starred Gabriel Byrne, who this is an Emmy and Golden Globes winning uh, series, by the way, guys. It now stars Uzo Aduba of Orange is the New Black as Dr. Brooke Taylor and focuses on Brooke as well as three of her patients. Yeah, including your boy, Anthony Ramos from Hamilton. And and in the hype that we'll be recapping next week sorry spoiler we'll be recapping that next week um never thought i'd find a show focused on therapy sessions as fascinating as i do but i really do it's like every episode is such a character study how how many episodes are there so there's 13 so far of season four but each one is a half hour and each one is literally focused on a patient Okay. So the performances are outstanding and it focuses on a lot of issues of present day, especially for 2020 with everything that's going on with COVID. Wow. So it's really, really good. 
I mean, I am addicted to this show. I don't know how many more episodes there are going to be, but I'm going to have to go back and rewatch the first three seasons too. So that is, check that out. yeah, that is in treatment on HBO. Delora, what about you? Thank you, Ashley. All right. I have one this week. It is a song. It is, um, it's called, why are you texting me? It's by <laughs> Matthew J. Woodward. He is a former American Idol contestant. Uh, he's also the voice of, uh, I believe it's called Arlo the Alligator Boy, which is a Netflix animated series, or well, it's an animated movie that's going to be a series as well. Um, super talented. I don't know if he's on the spectrum or, or if he's just simply quirky. Forgive me for not knowing, but he is—he has such a unique vocal talent. Like his vocal arrangements and choices are absolutely beautiful. And fun fact, um, he didn't really get a record label um, contract right away after American Idol. And so Katy Perry put him on his, on her uh, record label. So nice. Fascinating. So if you have title, Apple, Spotify, check it out. It's worth a listen. Very nice, Delora. You always come in with the song gems. We appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. Of course. Well, well, I already shows for sure. (laughs) Girl, you know, I'll be watching everything. I can get my hands on. Uh, I already gave a spoiler, but do you want to reiterate what our recap for next week is going to be? Our recap next week. It's going to be in the height. (laughs) Lynn Manuel Miranda's first Broadway musical brought to the silver screen. It is available in the theaters as well as HBO Max. So check it out and be prepared. I, you know how much I love Hamilton. Everyone who listens to the podcast should have a general understanding of my obsession with Hamilton. <laughs> I did see in the Heights in the uh, on on stage. Yeah. So it's not as good as Hamilton, but my hope is that this mu- movie magic sprinkled in you know and transitioning sets (laughs) it's gonna make this spectacular because as as uh for what i've seen so far it's looking pretty amazing choreography and all so nice well i'm going to go into this cold so i'm excited because i have no idea even what the story really is about and it has one of the the main actresses my girl from a show vita on stars i love that show so i'm looking forward to seeing this as well and guys be ready, because yes, we're going back into the world of musicals. <laughs> yeah, this will be our second musical. The first, yeah, back into the world of musicals. Yes, 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 very exciting. Well, guys, we'll see you then. Be blessed. Have a great one. Love Bye-bye. you.